Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast, brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team this week, and if that team wins the game, they get $200 in free bets when you use that promo code PHNX. Simple as that. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. I'm here with Brittany Boyer, as always. Brittany, have we recovered a little bit since Saturday? No. No. It's still like deja vu. I feel... I feel butthurt by this team, to be honest. It's like I gave an ex another chance, and I already kind of should have known what was going to happen with the writing on the wall from previous years, and instead I'm just like, I'm going to just blindly trust you guys and give you all this faith, and then I just rip my heart out in body like it's nothing. Yeah, it's it, it sucks that, that we can't... Um, I feel like a midget in this chair, side note. <laughs> it sucks that <laughs> we, can't, we can't yell at them. Um, <laughs> Well, we can, but they won't hear it. Um, I just kind of want to shake their little heads and be like, "Hey, look at you! What you did to me! Yeah. I'm a broken man." Well, sometimes I like I also I hate to play this card, but like, do you ever wonder what the outcome would have been? Well, not ever, but like, have you thought about what the outcome would have been if Chase Lucas and Evan Fields would have played? I don't think that didn't. I don't think at least Chase Lucas. I don't, the secondary was solid. I thought. I mean, it yeah. was just the game planning in the second half. Why the fuck did they stop running the ball? Sorry to put it so blunt, but. Or start running the ball so so much more like that. That's what they went to. I mean, the the, the early down passing was working. I mean, mm-hmm. we talked about this on the Saturday post game show. Uh, the the early down passing was working. You need to pick up consistent consistent yardage on first down so you don't get in these situations where Jaden has to bail you out with with his feet or Curtis Hodges has to make some catch or you get hurt by a drop. Yeah, they got hurt by drops, but it was only because they put themselves in third and sixes, third and eights, third and fours. I mean, a good team doesn't have third and not manageable. Third yeah. manageable is what you aim for if you can't pick up a first or second first down. And that's exactly something that we're going to talk about a little bit later in the show with our, you know, wrapping up of the game and our final thoughts before we transition into our next game. But using that as a little bit of a turning point here, Shane, mm-hmm. you have been campaigning for a daytime game. Oh, my God. You finally have it. We have a noon kickoff for homecoming in two weeks. Uh, and how are you feeling for – you know, getting that that opportunity to go to a day game and party, day rage, you know. Okay, have to say it. Blackout and, you know, like blackout and brunch and homecoming and Halloween, they just go hand in hand with each other. I, you can ask our producer, <laughs> Leah, today. I was sitting down in my chair right after bets, or was it before bets? Before bets. We were about to go live on our bet show. By the way, Monday through Friday at noon every day, Monday through Friday. I mean, come on. Come hang out. It's fun. Um, yeah, I saw the tweet that the Devils were playing a game at noon, and I I, I was going to say I damn near lost my mind. I lost my mind. I jumped out of the room. I almost took down Leo with me. Um, I was so I was so excited. She thought something yeah, happened. I don't know who you were family. running toward. Remember last week <laughs> but... I did say to you, like, it is homecoming, so yep. there is a possibility of it being a day game because that is one of the the one of the only times throughout the whole year they will possibly schedule a day game. I feel like it's that, and normally the U of A game. They didn't do that one in 2019 against USC. I was a little shocked that that was a, a day game, but I think that one might have actually been homecoming that year, so that would also – Again, makes sense because mm-hmm. it plays into that theory. But um, we want to know how fans feel because a lot of times, Shane, have you noticed sometimes fans just are not happy no matter what game time is? You could tell them it's at noon. ASU fans just aren't happy anytime. You could tell them it's at, no, tell it, them it's at six o'clock, seven o'clock, eight o'clock. It's impossible to please ASU fans like ever. I mean, it's impossible to please me ever. Um, I, I I frequently get angry when I order something at a restaurant. I'm like, I didn't want this, but I ordered it. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like I'm also very similar to that, you know, bipolar, borderline personality disorder. I very frequently don't even know what I'm feeling. So I get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, we want to know what the ASU fans think about uh, this kickoff time. It is our question of the day. Question of the day. ASU That's gonna be versus Washington thing. State. Finally, a day game. How are we feeling? We've tweeted it out. Go out. Drop us a response in the comments. Let us know how you feel. We're going to be organizing some sort of tailgate game kickoff of some sorts for a pregame show for y'all, hopefully. So stay tuned for that. There's going to be so much going on that day. I'm really, really excited. And, you know, Homecoming Week always makes for a really great week of content and shows. So, Mm -hmm. you know. Homecoming Week, Alumni Weekend, Halloween Weekend. I mean, it's... It's it's, all wrapped into one. It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. I got a few buddies coming in. Haven't seen in a while. Um, I'm very glad it's not a, a night game because then I would have been in my room at n- midnight. That's um, why I said sad. blackouts and brunch go together well, like homecoming and yeah, Halloween. I can't do all of that. Um, maybe on Sunday. Maybe well, no, on no. The blackout home. is because they're wearing blackout uniforms, but also because mm, everyone's going mm, to mm, also right blackout. <laughs> but they are wearing black uniforms. It's a blackout. I'm sorry. I thought you uh, were is also in the loop on that. So no, my bad. It, no, it is that weird during the day a little bit maybe um no i feel like that's frequently what they like i feel like blackout is a lot of times what they go with for the halloween aren't they gonna be aren't they gonna be hot i don't know i mean i feel like (laughs) think about it the weather this year has been great like if there's any year for asu to do a daytime homecoming game this has to be the year i mean we have not had this great of weather in arizona in years I mean, realistically, it's beautiful. Uh, or this early, for sure. Um, right now, I believe... It was, it's 84 today. Yeah, right now, I believe that the temperature should be hovering around that 75 is a high range if it keeps going this way. Um, oh, and I, I don't know. I'm just excited uh, for for a finally a day game. I mean, especially at noon. Uh, I, I'm, I'm and stoked. And you know what I'm excited for as well, uh, besides the fact that the game and, and, and the pregame festivities with it being homecoming, but... You know, Arizona State fans really don't have the opportunity to attend a day game. So I'm interested in seeing how many people decide to keep the party going afterwards um, in terms of tailgating or trying to find somewhere to go on mill, especially given the fact that so many people had uh, that whole year lost to the pandemic last year and they're trying to make up for lost time. I just feel like in general, I've seen a lot more people um out and doing things that they normally might not so mm-hmm. i'm a little i'm a little excited to see what kind of changes it might bring well um i'm 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 done being happy on the show it was fun for a little bit okay. but let's 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 talk let's talk about the game um let's get back into utah um and just i just want to know what you think is the reason for them slipping back in them relapsing into penalties and and the lack of discipline. Why does this happen to ASU teams? I, I'm going to be honest. I think as soon as Utah pulled out their own play from the playbook, it was like they just got bitch slapped in the face and they almost didn't know how to respond. They just stood there with their mouth open and then Utah just was like, ha And that's about the only response I have. Like, I don't, I really don't understand what happened. I mean, I know Zach Hill was talking about how, um, 
you know, they just weren't converting. Um, they weren't getting those third down conversions. Obviously, I mean, we touched on that the other day leading up to the game. Arizona State was seventh in the nation on third down conversions. I believe their rate was like 52.1% or something, mm-hmm. somewhere in that area. But it, I know it was over 52%. So you're going to go up there and then you're going to fail to convert. Um, you're not even going to get another first down until you've wasted eight minutes in the third quarter. Um, and Utah already has been able to have two possessions on the ball or with the ball and put up yeah. two more touchdowns. Like, come on, you can't do that. You absolutely cannot do that. You have to at least keep moving the ball down the field. You you found something that was working for you. Don't stray from it. The thing that really concerns me is Cameron Rising and that Utah offense realized in that second half that if they did get to a third down and they needed to convert, a lot of the times they would just hurry up to the line. And the defense was caught off guard. I don't know how, uh, as as an NFL coach, Herm hasn't prepared these guys to be ready for a hurry-up offense. And that scares me. If, if, if they... If they play Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, if they even get there, if they play a team like that that can hurry up and 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 play well while they're playing fast, I mean, they're in trouble. Because regardless of even hurrying up, I mean, sometimes they, they get set on defense and mm-hmm. they don't know where they are. I mean, you saw that a lot of the start of the season on offense and defense, but I saw it a lot more on defense in the game on Saturday uh, in Salt Lake City. There were so many times where somebody was out of position or um, – the 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 scheme wasn't clear across the board and and that scares me that 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 discipline it's i mean we're past the halfway point in this season and this yeah. is still happening no it is a point of concern um something that i i almost wonder in terms of them not being able to respond to the hurry up offense too is is how much the the noise made a difference for them for sure. um because it was definitely something that they were not necessarily used to. I mean, I know they anticipated it against UCLA. It wasn't there. Then they played Stanford at home. Obviously, you're not going to have to deal with it there. Um, so really, that was their first true uh, sense of being back in a hostile environment since playing at BYU. Um, side note, Arizona State's undefeated outside of the state of Utah, but hmm. uh, they can't seem to win a game up in that super salty lake state of Super salty lake state. Super salty lake state. I can't spit it out. Super but salty lake state. Everyone up like... there is just super salty, even though they won. They're still like salty ass fans. I just ugh. super salty lake state sounds like a really good snack. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, <laughs> I I forget where I was going. Well, I really honestly. Bottom did. line, and we texted about this after the show on Saturday. Bottom line is. ASU's failure to capitalize and convert on the field and in a figurative sense, uh, this team had a chance to take a stranglehold control Mm -hmm. on the Pac-12 South. They had a chance to silence the doubters. They had a chance to say this is not going to continue as it has for the last five times that this team has had some hope and been a top 25 team. They had a chance to to push all that away and they couldn't capitalize in a game that they frankly should have won. They had they had the uh-huh. chance and then on the field that they have the lead going into the second half and they can't capitalize. They and, had a significant lead exactly. going into the second half. And, and, and even more on the field, on the third downs, they can't capitalize. They can't convert. And it's just something, I don't know if they're getting in their heads. I don't know if teams figure them out. I don't know if they play, they play with too much emotion. We don't know what the issue is because we're not on the field. And, and 
obviously like it's so easy to say like just capitalize just convert but there's something there and 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 I'm not sure if if it has to do with the players or the talent or just how this team gels well together which it should just gel so well together because we're getting we, this ASU team has so many people back but at the end of the day we don't know what's going on, and and all you can do is speculate, and that really sucks as a fan for the Sun Devils. Well, I mean, Shane, after going into the half up twenty-one to seven against Utah, would would you or would you not say that this is arguably one of the worst collapses for Arizona State in recent history? Well, yeah. Even despite the fact that man, they've blown some games, but I have to say, I think this is one of the worst collapses that they've had. Well, for sure. I mean, 14 points on the road with Utah getting the ball to start. That isn't like like it, from a football standpoint, no. But when you look at the game from a bird's eye view, realizing how important this game was 100%. I mean, they had a chance to step on their necks and and I think the game planning at halftime uh, was conservative, and I think that's what the game plan, like that, that's what they wanted to do was was get a stop and play hard nosed football and beat Utah at their own game. Which sure, I understand it at first. Once you see it's not working in that third quarter after the first two possessions, get the hell away from it. You can't mm-hmm. get shut out on the road in a game like this. You can't do that. No, especially in the second half uh, against the second half team. Like in the second half against the second half team, when they've already shown you. That they're coming to play, and but so, that's what ASU likes to think of as themselves as a second half team, and they got second half. No, but 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 Utah is truly for sure, a second for sure, half but, team. But that's what ASU wants to be, and they can't be that if they're getting exactly ASU. They can't do that. They can't do that. And I think it it really just says it right there in the fact that they allowed twenty eight unanswered points in the second half alone, um, and, and most of that being in the first or I should say the third quarter and the first half of that fourth quarter. So, you know, it's it's rough. Um, Leah, do you want to go ahead and roll our clip of what uh, the coaching staff had to say after this loss? Um, here's what we got for you. Well, obviously it was a game of two halves, and um, they got the better of us the second half, uh, scoring uh, actually uh, four touchdowns unanswered. Offensively, uh, we, we couldn't hardly make first downs. We couldn't move the ball to counter what they were doing to us. And... Uh, Going in at halftime before we left the half, I told them, I said, this is a second-half football team, and if you look at them play, they're, they're good in the second half. And uh, we didn't we didn't match it on either side of the ball. Uh, you know, offensively, I thought we missed on a few things on third downs and had some drops and had some things where we just, you know, that's the difference in the game a lot of times. You either convert, and you hit your shots, or you don't, and, and it creates momentum or lack of momentum, you know, and, and then all of a sudden, they kept scoring, and, and, and I thought we got a little, little tight. You know, again, I'm not on the, on, on the sidelines, so I couldn't feel the vibe of the guys. Um, but, you know, we'll have to go back and look through it and, and see uh, you know, where we could have attacked them differently. Well, they, they made it very clear what they were going to do in the second half, run the ball. Uh, so we tried to load the box up, and off of that, you're going to get play action, boots, and, and things of that nature with the quarterback moving. Uh, we said that, you know, we just – we didn't play well. We didn't play well in the second half. It was, it was shocking to kind of see and, and thought, okay, at one point it was stopped. And I think they went four for four, possession scoring. At least that's what it felt like. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's what they did. They did go four for four, possession scoring. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, defense has to get a stop. You know, he talked about how they just didn't play well. But I, I, I almost want a question to say, like, or beg to say, I think the coaching staff was not prepared for this game. 
to be 100% honest with you. I think they thought they were prepared. Um, uh, I mean, you make halftime adjustments for sure. And I think they just whiffed on this one. I think they whiffed on what they needed to capitalize on. And I think um, Utah outcoached them in that second half. Uh, but I also think the fact is that um, Zach Hill was right. Uh, the, they were probably tense after they saw Utah coming back and the crowd got on Utah's side. It was mm-hmm. kind of like, uh-oh, uh-oh, yep. looking around, uh-oh. And you can't do that as as a, as a Pac-12 program that wants that has CFP aspirations. You can't. That can't ever happen. I no. mean, if, if if a team's coming back on you, if 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 you're getting punched in the mouth right back, you got to take that in stride. And they didn't do that. Uh, they looked scared. Um, and I think it was just a cumulative effort of a loss. I think everybody contributed in their own way. Um, offense, defense, special teams, coaching staff. I think it's just it. Yeah, they, they said it, it, it was perfectly. just all over. It's shocking, it, 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 all over the field. There were issues. I mean, it wasn't just one person. You know, the offensive line had how many false starts? You have um, issues with holding. Deesh had at least what three penalties called yeah. against him for holding. Um, you know, then you look at the number of drop passes with the receivers, and it's not because Jaden Daniels wasn't on with his throws; they were pretty on point. Um, the receivers just couldn't hold on to them. Then you you look at the offensive run game in the second half and why the decision was to attack the ground so hard instead of keep passing the ball, and that was working for you. Um, you know, you look at, at defense's inability to wrap up and get the tackle. Instead, they were trying to go for, you know, stripping the ball first and instead of just focusing on getting the guy down. And that seemed to be detrimental, especially on a lot of Utah's runs. Yeah, tackling because, was horrendous. You know, th- those two yards make a difference. You know, you do it on the first down, they're running the ball. You give up two yards. You do it on the second down. You just gave them four yards. Mm-hmm. All they had to actually do was six yards of work, and you gave them yeah. four extra. It's, so, yeah. uh, th- all over the field. You know, special teams, like you also said, there was that horrendous, I mean, I get it, the the kick was tipped, but it was low coming off of his foot. That was probably one of the most embarrassing field goal attempts I've seen from a college kicker this year. Um it, it was rough all over the field. It was just rough. There also was a fumble. Not that that um, not that that made a huge difference. Um, ASU was rolling in the first half despite that. But still, it's one of those things that, you know, it, it comes down to if this ended up being a way closer game and you don't know what ASU is going to face in the future, that fumble could be detrimental at the end of the game. If I it's mean- a one point game. I mean, that just goes to show you they can't step on people's throats. I mean, yeah. it, it, Herm's game plan or Zach Hill's game plan or even if it wasn't the game plan, what they decided to do was run the ball and play a little conservative. And if they if they try to take a shot as soon as they get the ball in the third quarter after they get scored up, this game could be completely different. I mean, you got a you got one of the best deep ball throwers in the nation in Jaden Daniels. Why not Why not use that? Um, yeah, and, and even though the receivers weren't having the hottest night, you still have a better shot with your receivers and moving the ball down the field, um, in my opinion, even if they're short passes than you do trying to run the ball just consistently. At least well, mix it up a little bit. You know bit. what you're going to get when you're running the ball and the defense knows you're running the ball. You don't know what you're going to get when you when you take a shot. You don't know what you're going to get when you take intermediate shots. You don't know what you're going to get when you run a play action. Um, you, you, sure, take what the defense is giving you, but if the defense isn't giving you five yards of carry or even three yards of carry um, in that second half, stop. then... Stop. Stop. Yeah, just stop. <laughs> All right. We've dwelled on this enough. We talked about it for almost an hour uh, on Saturday night. Um, so let's switch gears back into what it will take for this team to turn around. But before we do that, you see this fine merch right here? Ooh. You know, it's funny because I almost wore that shirt today, but mm-hmm. I'm like, no, you know, I'm going to pull like this 80s like weird little rocker look with some leopard print leggings uh, yeah. and a Fender shirt. Um, well, Espo just had a fantastic Manscaped read on the Sun Show, um, so I'm not even going to try to top it. 
I'm just going to tell it to you straight, guys. Manscaped, the lawnmower 4.0, has done me wonders. Um, it's a fantastic product. The service in general is great. Um, the shirt is comfortable. The bo- boxers that they have are very breathable. They make you smell very good. Um, not the boxers, but I'm sure I'm sure you could scent them yourselves. Um, so if you want to uh, to get in on the Manscaped movement, head over to manscaped.com, get 20% off and free shipping with the code PHNX. That's 20% off and free shipping. With the code PHNX. Have you tried to shave your leg hair with it yet? Yeah, I grew it out for four days and it wasn't long enough yet mm. to like actually get the stubble and I don't like that. So it's I just definitely, shaved it. It's definitely the least effort I've ever had to put in shaving. The Lomar 4.0 gives me that. I literally like it's just a, you know, that, you know, when you go, yeah, that's what happens when I do this. Yeah, I do that with my, like with my mustache. You like talking about your mustache hair on the show. It's just like this. I don't. Well, I'm very open about it. I'm a hairy I'm not, person. Like I'm, I have to do my eyebrows like every day. Somebody came mustache. at me on Twitter today about every my mustache. <laughs> what they tell you? They said punishment for something is, or it was, a, it was in a reaction to a clip on clip on the bed show, and they said punishment for this is shaving off that awful '80s stash or something. And I was like, excuse me, this is my brand. I don't do it for looks. Um, okay. Anyway, yeah. Promo code PHNX, go over to manscaped.com, 20% off and free shipping. The Lawnmower 4.0 can guarantee me a clean shave, but it will never guarantee this mustache to leave. Um, so 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com using that code PHNX. Well, Shane, huh. do you know who ended up winning the game for the DraftKings pick of the week that we had last week with our cheese pick? Hmm. Uh, I actually don't know. I have to look. I don't know if Stanford or Washington State won. Uh, let's see. Who ended up winning that? Oh my gosh, Washington State won that. Cheese pick. Yeah, your cheese pick came through. Because DraftKings pick of the week, baby. I had Stanford on that. so I had a good weekend on DraftKings, by the way. Hey, so yeah, make sure you go over to DraftKings. Use our code PHNX when downloading and signing up. I know we have a new promo right now. Shane, you want to take it away? $5 on any NFL team to win that game this week. Um and if they do win, you get $200 in free bets for new users um, using that code PHNX. Um, I had a couple same-game parlays that didn't go my way, but um, in that crazy Dallas and the crazy Vikings game, um, both those games I had in a parlay um, that cashed on DraftKings to win me around 100 bucks. That was super fun to watch because both those games were very stressful. Um, I needed both those teams to cover, and I could not afford them to kick a field goal, and they both scored a touchdown in overtime. Um, so if you want some skin in the game, go to DraftKings.com or dra- you can go to DraftKings.com too. I mean, but download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Yes. Um, use the promo code PHNX. Get just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and you get $200 in free bets if they win. You win with promo code PHNX this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for more details. Let's talk Pac-12. Yeah, okay, so we had a, a question of the day on Friday that more or less was to just generate buzz and see where people stand. And it actually got a very mixed amount of responses from people in terms of if they thought um, a win against Utah would make Arizona State a college football playoff eligible team. Wait, actually, obviously, the know, qu- answer to that's no. You know that uh, um, that Kanye meme where he's like, I guess we'll never know. Yeah. That's, that's, what, that's what my response would be now. Well, yeah, but um, it it got a lot of mixed responses. Um, Clearly, it doesn't matter because they lost. 
But now the big question is, do they look like they could still make it to a New York New Year's Six Bowl? Uh, which, for example, would be the Rose Bowl. Um, Give me the Idaho discuss, Potato Bowl right now. Let's discuss what ASU would have to do in order to win the Pac-12 South to make it to that Pac-12 championship game and have a chance to go play in the Rose Bowl. Well, now they need help. Um, they, they can't. They help. can't do it themselves. Uh, they need Utah to lose. But it's not impossible. No, not at all. I mean, they they still have to play uh, Oregon State, um, UCLA, and Stanford, and then Oregon has to come in to Salt Lake City as well. Yeah. So, I mean, it can happen. Um, they don't control their own destiny anymore, which is something that they definitely wanted to do. I don't know if this is going to light a fire. This might make things worse—a loss against Utah. But it should turn this team around. I'm not one to say anything's going to happen anymore because at this point, I have no idea what's going on. All um, we know is there is no more room for error for Arizona State. They no, really no. have to finish the season out on a really high note, undefeated. Um, you know, I think that they have a great opportunity to at least uh, get through the next, they have a bye this week, but the next week and the week after that with a win. I think this USC team is much different than teams they've seen in the past. Not that it's easy to get a win, but I think the fact that they are playing them at home uh, is going to be a benefit for them. And I do also see the same benefit in playing Washington State. Um, So I think that those two are games that uh, can help them a little bit. Nothing's a gimme, though. No, no, I'm, I'm not saying a gimme, but I think those are two games where if they're able to perform well, it should help them mentally uh, feel a little bit more confident going on the road to so play Oregon State and Washington. Yes, yeah. those I, two tougher I games. Yeah, I, I, so, I, I get what you're saying. I agree. The, a win, a convincing win, would would do a lot for this ASU team. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know if that's going to come in forms of games against Washington State or USC. I, I, I get it. Um, they're both not super highly touted programs at this point, but it's the Pac-12. Um, and at the end of the day, it's not super easy to win, and it's not, and it's very hard to blow teams out. Um, I would love to see it. You're you're completely right in saying that if they do win by a good amount, then yes, it'll 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 do a lot for them. But we'll do a lot for them. But I just I'm mean broken. Even I'm mentally, a broken man. <laughs> I think if they just play better mentally, right? They they get back out there. They're cleaning up their mistakes on the field. You know, they're feeling better about the way that they're performing. Um, and I think that it, if they continue to practice hard and believe in their confidence, um, hopefully the next game when they are on the road, they'll have enough of that within them to feed off of. I think that those two games, should they at least be able to perform better, will give them that confidence. Okay, yeah, it might give them some confidence. It gives ASU fans no confidence because they're playing at home. Um, it, it, even if they win by 30 in both games and have two penalties, um, then they have to go to the PNW, and then everything sets in for ASU fans. I, I, 100%, it will give them confidence. Well, not even just that. I'm talking like also, uh, you know, not as many drop passes. You know, also talking yeah, but, about... but that still goes in the same vein as going on the road and playing in a hostile environment. If they do this at home, I don't... I, there's, it gives me a little more hope, but not a ton because they're doing it at home and not on the road. On they the still road. had issues with fumbles on at home yeah. and issues with flags at home. But though. Way, so, I mean, way if more you on see Arizona State clean that up, it's still at least a bit of a positive. Yeah. So, I mean, but you also watch them play on the road at UCLA. Um, I don't know. I think maybe you're a little bit more of a jaded fan than I am. Maybe somehow, for some reason, I'm a little bit more optimistic on what this team's going to be able to accomplish um, and mentally get themselves set up for. But 
I think it's going to be interesting to say the least. Yeah, I mean, this bye week can do a lot, but it can also hurt the team. Um, the, they might want to play immediately. Um, they might want to be fired up. Maybe they lose the passion that they had leaving Salt Lake City um, in this bye, bye week, and it's gone um, come Washington State. Um, but maybe they practice for two weeks as hard as they can, and they know this can't happen again. Um, Herm is a player's coach. He will fire this team up for sure, and I don't think he's going to let that happen, um, that being them not play emotional and passionate in the next game. Um, and I don't think he lets the the everything dip below emotionally during the bye week, but it can happen. Um, it, it can be good or bad. It should be good. It should be coming at a perfect time. But you just never know. Yeah. Um, I think, like you said, it's going to be interesting to see how things end up um, playing out. The one benefit I do think of the bye week, um, no matter what, is that it does give them a chance to get healthy. Um, I think that, yeah, you know, that's realistically one of the only things you can't necessarily argue about with a bye week. But I do – there is that concern that they could lose their, their spark yeah. and lose their, their motivation. But um, I don't know. It's going to be – it's gonna be fun to see how things shake out. I just, I, I mean, yeah, the the getting getting players back, getting talent back is it's gonna be huge. I mean, whether or not Chase Lucas would have made a difference in that game doesn't matter. He makes a difference uh, as a leader on this team. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a staple of this defense. Same with DJ Davidson. Um, it those type of guys. Uh, it doesn't matter what their what their stats are on the field. Um, what what they do on paper. Um, they have intangibles. Um, not only for what they do uh, in in the game and in the game plan, but also how they affect their teammates. And that's something that's really underrated for Chase Lucas, DJ Davidson. Um, Jack Jones, he shows that fire every time, single time he steps on the field. Rashad White has that same um, kind of passion about himself where you can just, it kind of, it kind of, you can see the aura uh, mm-hmm. of him on that field. You can see it just um, affecting everybody else. So it, yeah. it, that's something that can't be understated. No, I definitely think you're right. Um, I, I think that I think that he would have made a difference in terms of getting people fired up. Hopefully, um, you know, it would have been nice to have seen him. Um, I'm really, I think Evan Fields is going to be huge to get back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I have I, a I question much for have you. Things. Yeah, if you had to pick three specific things that you want this ASU team, offense or defense, or intangibly to focus on during this week during this bye week, what would those three things be? Number one, ball security. It drives me absolutely insane with how many fumbles that they have have to worry about or consider this year. Um, and even in last year, uh, that's been something I've been preaching the whole time. Um, you know what? The ability to use a silent snap count and use it well because they For showed sure. that they still can't do that. Yes, they've been practicing with it, um, but you still are having issues with it. So you got to do whatever you need to do like, I don't care if you make them put earmuffs on and, like, pretend that they have absolutely zero hearing, like, earplugs, earmuffs, like, Beats by Dre on over it, blasting your own music, yeah. and then you have to play. Like, I just don't have I don't have confidence in that because they do that. They blast sound. At no, their... no, but I'm saying every person has yeah, to put yeah, their I, own headphones yeah, on. I know, I, but still, and then, I mean, they, they act like they could have prepared already for that. And... Well, I think that that would be a lot different than just having crowd noise playing over loudspeakers. If you told every player, put your own individual headphones on, do not talk, and you have to figure out how to run the ball. Hmm. Or you just can read lips, right? And my third one, (sighs) 
getting back to basics on defense mm -hmm. with tackling. Yeah, that, that, that's my first one is, is fix the tackling. Uh, there were so many missed tackles, and even if it wasn't a missed tackle, uh, they, they gave up extra yards that they can't really afford to give up. So tackling is my number one. That comes at every position. Mm -hmm. the, the corners are normally really good tacklers for what they are. I mean, Jack Jones is one of the best form tacklers I've ever seen uh, at the cornerback position in college football. Darian Butler is obviously one of the best tacklers in the nation, I think. Merlin Robertson usually is. He has led this team in tackles many times. But for some reason this season, I don't know if he's just going for the ball too much or whatever it is. And the defensive line needs to needs to win in the in the trenches. That's my second one. They they need. We saw it so much in the first like five games. Is they were winning the battle. Both sides of the ball were winning the battle in the trenches with the big guys. Mm -hmm. And that has that completely stopped. And I know Utah has really good defensive and offensive fronts. I know that for sure. They have a great offensive line and they have a really good defensive line. But for some reason. It's kind of like defense and basketball to me. Defense and basketball, it takes a lot of passion and a little bit of athleticism. Mm -hmm. uh, you you can only stay in front of somebody for so long um, athletically. You have to want it. And that's what it is on the defensive line. Yes, there's technique. Yes, there's strength. Yes, there's size. But you have to want to pancake somebody. You have to want to open a hole for your brothers to sprint through on the field. You have to want it. And I felt like this, the, the lines, both sides of the ball just didn't want it. So that's my second thing. And my third thing is just straight up discipline. I mean, get your shit together. Get, yeah. get, get it all <laughs> together everywhere at, at all positions and everywhere. It doesn't eat the coaching staff everywhere. Uh, th that's something that they need to focus on. Um, they need to really look at themselves and say, what are we? They need to find the identity. We thought we had an identity. Um, you and me, we thought we had uh, an identity to pick with this, what this team was. And, and then it's we gone. were shocked. It's, yeah, it's gone. It so that can't happen again. Um, and yeah, the, those, are, those are the three things. I mean, they deserve time off. Uh, they've outperformed what I at least thought they would this year. So you just kind of have to take a step back sometimes and be like, I mean, I reminded myself of this earlier in the year. I, I reminded people of this earlier in the year. These are collegiate athletes. Um, they are doing everything they can. But as a, as a fan and as a a person that can be critical of this team. It sometimes it does get frustrating, but at the end of the day, they're doing their best. Good job, guys. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm Here's I'm a juice not box. as critical, I feel like as you've been. I feel like you've been a little bit more critical cuz I'm a little bit more optimistic still, you know. But it is frustrating and I get it. I think the 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 situation with me is like I've I feel like I've been here before. So I like, mean, every ASU fan has, for no, sure. No, I know, but I feel like I know how to deal with it better this time. Like, in years past, I just was, like, still so, like, beside myself. But that's why myself. it makes me so mad is because everybody's felt this before. It's it's a reoccurring exactly, thing. Exactly. Why does it happen every but, year? But, like, I'm so happy because, for once, I feel like I don't just – I'm not just, like, going insane and wanting to pull my own hair out and, like, actually being, like, pissed off at 18- and 19-year-old kids, like, angrily pissed off, like – I'm just like, okay, yeah. I've, yeah, I've never gotten to the point where I'm genuinely mad at people. I like single players. Um, it's, it's the collective team as a whole. And Yeah, no, I they, get it. They, and and the, the slack that some people think they deserve, sure, but it's the program at, as a whole that why is this happening? Like I'm mad at I, like I'm mad at Sparky. I'm mad at the logo. Like I'm not mad at individual people. Uh, I'm just saying. Like I just fuck I, you, okay, Sparky. Okay, so after Utah's game, I didn't want to go like cry in the dark and drink myself to sleep. Is that a better response? Like <laughs> sure. years in the past, I would have been so upset and just been like, I don't even. I, I'm just so I'm just so sad. Like I don't. I don't know. Just 
And then I would, yeah. But this well, year, I'm I just glad you've like, taken the emotional investment I a lot was of like, it out. I was sad, but I was like, all right, all right. Well, we're going to get past this, you know, like, or it would have been rage drinking, you know, either one. But I wasn't there. So, you know. Well, we're through it, guys. Um, we're on to a bye week. Yes, uh, we, we have some exciting content coming up for you on Go PHNX. We Brittany will. wrote a great story about the game, and she continues to write good stuff for this program as oh, a whole. Thanks, Shane. You're so welcome. So, if you want to get some more content from, us go over to gophnx.com you can get a membership and you have to have a membership to read britney's articles because they yes, are worth it but you are going to want it because uh t- coming today i will be having the next part of the asu sleeping giant series this i'm kind part- of a sleeping giant when i fall asleep yeah you are it's because you're huge <laughs> it's because uh you know this part's uh, on asu game day hey, this is a long one this is one you guys are going to be interested in i talked to quite a few people about this, we have um, a wide array of feedback, and you're, you're going to want to find out what they have to say in terms of how ASU game day impacts the overall uh, athletic culture and why they continue to struggle. So, like Shane said, head over to GoPHNX, become a member, sign up, make sure that you use uh, what is there a code to get the promo for uh, the discount for 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 the coyotes for what the coyotes merch? are giving us. Um, no, you just have to be a member and you get, uh, you get buy one, get one fifty percent off on all Cardinals shirts this week. Okay. You gotta so be a member. You don't even need a code. You yeah. just go sign up 50 and it's cents, buy one, get one 50 cents for your first month. If you just want to try it out, you get an annual membership for 60 bucks and you get a free shirt. Um, also right now the coyotes are so kind enough. Thank you, Leah, to give everybody a $60 gift card at the PHNX locker. If they sign up for a membership. Yeah. Okay, so that makes it even more worth it. Yeah. You definitely should go do it now. Yeah, so go do that. Um, and you use the good code Coyotes twenty twenty one. Use the code that. Coyotes twenty twenty one when you sign up. Yep. Yes. Coyotes twenty twenty one. Do that. Um, any final closing thoughts before we get out of here? We'll be live. Um, our Coyotes team, which includes oh, our yeah? one and only hockey reporter Craig Morgan, who does a lot of Sun Devil hockey stuff for us, they are going to be going live. From the Coyotes Arena after the game. So, you know, Coyotes. There might be a meet and greet in the works as well. Ooh, Coyotes have their home opener against the Blues. Going to be looking for their first win. So, you know, make sure you catch their live post game afterwards. It's going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's it. Um, and then we will be live tomorrow. Yeah. And we will be live on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll have audio episodes on Wednesday and Thursday. Yes, so we will. come join us. We are wherever you get your podcast. You can follow me at Shane D. If you can follow Brittany at bboyer 7 I am done capitalizing the A and the S in Arizona State because apparently they don't like it either. They don't like to capitalize on things. So I'm done doing oh, that. Oh, damn. I, um, I was for a second so confused because I'm like, I mean, baseball still has the interlocking A and S. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, when I write Arizona State, there's going to be no caps anymore. And that's savage. No All cap. Right. We'll see you tomorrow. I got to put my hat back on. My hair looks awful. We'll see you tomorrow at 3.30, same time, same place, same stash. Peace. <laughs>